0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and I love talking about everything digital nomad, expat life, traveler life, and being a true global citizen. I have been traveling now for six plus years, have left my home country's residency in favor of another better country's residency program that benefits me and the business that I have established online much more than my home country's residency. I have built an online business which allows me to sustain myself while I'm traveling and I call myself a true digital nomad but more importantly a global citizen. If this is something that you are interested in listening to and hearing about the topics of digital nomadism, global citizens, and so much more as it pertains to travel, then this is the podcast for you. So in today's podcast episode, I am gonna be talking about a very fun topic if you are a digital nomad or wanting to become a digital nomad in the near future. What I'm gonna be talking about today is the most affordable digital nomad visas for remote workers. As I'm sure you know, since COVID, which was about three years ago now, which is pretty crazy, um, there have been many, many countries popping up with different digital nomad work programs. Work, by work, I mean that you can go there and you are actually able to work and to get a visa because you're staying in the country for an extended period of time, contributing to that country's economy and working remotely from whichever job that you have, working from your laptop, having that true laptop lifestyle, which I know since COVID, many, many people are either wanting or are getting. so. It is really nice to hear that there are some affordable digital nomad visas out there because quite a few digital nomad visas, if you haven't looked into them, there are probably about 25 or 30 at this point now, and I'm sure new ones will continue to pop up in different countries. However, a lot of them do require you to make a pretty high level of income per month in order to even begin the application process for the digital nomad visa. So this can be a little bit of a hindrance to a lot of people if you're just starting out in your journey, or maybe if you are just starting out running a business, then maybe some of these countries are not applicable to you only because of the fact that you don't make high enough of an income to be considered for their digital nomad visa. So today's episode, I'm gonna be going over Some of the most affordable digital nomad visas and I hope if you are thinking on staying somewhere longer term Getting a digital nomad visa then this is going to be the podcast episode for you Feel free to grab a pen and write some notes because we are going to dive into it now together so The very first country I'm going to list, and this country actually has a minimum requirement of $0 for your income per month, which is pretty unheard of in digital nomad visas, but that country is Bermuda. Yes, so Bermuda will allow you to go to the country, get a digital nomad visa, and of course there is a whole process to actually obtain this digital nomad visa, but the income requirement per month is zero dollars, which is crazy. This is probably attracting so many nomads, quite honestly. However, there are some caveats because Bermuda does have a little bit of a slightly higher cost of living than the United States does. So That right there gives you an idea of how much you should approximately have in your bank account before going to Bermuda if the cost of living is a little bit higher than the United States, which in a lot of places in the US, the cost of living is medium to mid pricey, I would say. And it really depends where you are. Um, There's no specific state given. It just kind of says the United States, which I know can be very general. However, This is definitely something to keep in mind is that even though the income requirement is zero, you definitely do still want to have some money in the bank. However, the nice thing about Bermuda is that it actually allows you to bring your spouse and or dependents to live on the island with you for 12 months, which is incredible. It's not just you going alone. You can actually bring your entire family, your spouse and your dependents with you for up to a year. Imagine bringing your family and young kids and spouse with you to a beautiful island where they can get a completely different education and life experience. That is definitely something that I would be for. All right, so moving on to country number 2, we have the beautiful Brazil. So, Brazil's income requirement is 1500 US dollars per month or 18,000 US dollars in your bank account. So it's either or either 1500 USD per month or 18,000 in your bank account. So again, this is pretty feasible. And quite honestly, this is a really good deal compared to some of the other countries out there. So Brazil is known for its low cost of living, its amazing beaches, and I can definitely vouch for its beaches the Amazon rainforest and really amazing cities such as Rio de Janeiro, which is now becoming more of a digital nomad hotspot. And I'm sure with this visa, it will become even more of a digital nomad hotspot. So um, one of the really good benefits of the digital nomad visa for Brazil is that you have to either work remotely. So you have to have a remote work job or you can just save enough money, that 18,000 US dollars. And if you have that in the bank account, you may not even need a remote work job. You can just go and apply for the visa. And as long as you have that in your bank account, they will allow you. Once you do the whole process, of course, they will allow you to have that digital nomad visa. So that is a really nice perk of Brazil. I haven't heard that with too many other digital nomad visas. And again, Brazil does allow you to bring your family, your immediate family with you. So spouse, dependents, you are able to bring them to Brazil with you on that digital nomad visa. So meaning they don't need their own digital nomad visa. They can just go on yours as long as you apply and you apply and get accepted with whatever income requirement you choose to go with. So Brazil... Another really great option, and like I said, becoming more of a digital nomad hotspot. Clearly, if they have a digital nomad visa, that is something that the country is wanting. All right, so the third option we have here is Cape Verde. Now, the minimum, the minimum income requirement here is 1500 US dollars an, as an average bank balance, which is insane. That is a very low amount. I'm actually very surprised that they would even allow this to be such a low income requirement on their digital nomad visa, although it is great and I'm sure the cost of living is quite low there, but it doesn't require a monthly minimum um, income like most of these digital nomad visas will. Cape Verde actually does not. All you have to have is $1,500 as an average bank account balance and you can apply and potentially be accepted. I'm not going to say because it is based on other things as well, not just the income requirement, but potentially be accepted to their digital nomad program, which is pretty crazy. Um, The one caveat here is that it does need to be uh, bank balance that has been maintained as 1,500 US dollars for the last six months. So if you've had 1,500 US dollars as an average bank balance or more would be great, I'm sure for the last six months, then you can apply for this. And another perk is that you will also receive an answer to your application, whether it be a yes or no, within approximately two weeks, as long as there's no delays within approximately two weeks. So you can pretty much pack up and go within a month for this visa. If you are in a hurry, this is gonna be the place for you at least to start out with. And again, you can also relocate with your family members, your spouse, your dependents for six months And then after that six months, you have the option to renew the visa for another six months. So basically for a year, which is pretty standard for most of these digital nomad visas. All right, moving on to the next one. And I hope that you have liked some of these so far. If not, we have a few more that we are going to go through together here. The next one we have colombia oh my gosh i am so happy that colombia they have amazing digital nomad cities medellin if you have not been to medellin definitely check it out it is such a digital nomad hotspot when i think digital nomad hotspots there are three or four places i think of and medellin is one of them in the whole world so if you are wanting to become a digital nomad colombia might be a good place for you to start Along with Bogota, the capital, is also a really great place to meet other foreigners and nomads. So, the income requirement for Colombia's digital nomad visa is nine hundred U.S. dollars per month. And probably, if you are working for a Canadian, American, Australian, whatnot company, you're probably making over a thousand USD per month. I would assume for most people. So $900 per month as a minimum income requirement is pretty low. So Columbia could be another really great option for you. Now, um, with the digital nomad visa, any remote worker can actually receive a residence permit for one or two years depending on what you apply for to live legally within Colombia. So if you are thinking of going to Colombia longer term, maybe you want a year, but if you really like it, it might turn into two years, then this is going to be the best option for you. It's also the most affordable digital nomad visa right now in South America. So that is a perk. Of course, Brazil's is also a really great option. But like I said, you have Medellin in Colombia. It is the biggest nomad actually one of the biggest, if not maybe the biggest, maybe like top three, I would say maybe even top two digital nomad um, hubs in the world. So this is a really great place to start if you are looking to get your foot in the door for Columbia's digital nomad visa and to become a digital nomad. And of course, to make connections with other digital nomads. That is a great way to start as well. Okay, so our next one, and I may get this name wrong, (laughs) so I apologize, but is Curacao. Um, It is a Caribbean island and really, really beautiful island. And if you are looking to make your home in the Caribbean, this could be the place for you because the minimum income requirement is actually zero dollars. Yes, zero dollars. So, This is a pretty good place to start if you want that Caribbean hammock lifestyle on the beach living. Um, However, the one caveat is that even though there is no minimum income requirement, the immigration officials in the country might, not for sure, but they might ask to see bank statements just to verify that you have enough funds in your bank account to actually support yourself. Sometimes Caribbean islands are not the cheapest. So they might want to see that you do have enough funds to actually support yourself. And most countries do want to see this. And it is completely fair, in my opinion, because they want to know that you are going to be going to contribute to their economy, not to, um, you know, like ask for their social services or something like that. They want you to really be contributing to their economy. So I think that this makes complete sense. Okay. So the next one that we have is another South American country. So if you're looking to be in South America then this could definitely be a good option for you and this is going to be the last one on our list today but this is definitely a great option as well and this is Ecuador. So Ecuador is has actually a really great digital nomad visa program where you can work remotely in Ecuador for up to two years which again most of these programs are a year some of them are two years but This one is up to two years, which again, if you do want to stay somewhere longer term, this is the best option for you. So their minimum income requirement per month for the digital nomad visa is $1,275. Now, this is a little bit pricier than some of the other ones that I have discussed on this episode. However, Again, if you are working remote, working for a Canadian, American, Australian, whatnot company remotely, then this is probably something that you will be able to afford. You will probably have $1,200, just a little bit more than that, flowing into your bank account monthly. So this could definitely be a good option for you. And this option also does allow you to bring your spouses and or dependents However, the caveat with that is that the income requirement per month increases by $250 for each family member. So the base is $1,275. And then if you want to bring two more family members, it's going to increase $500, $250 per family member. So that is something to keep in mind, not always face value. You will have to add a little bit more to that amount if you do want to Um, bring a family member or a spouse or dependent. Now, one of the really nice things about this visa, which is very attractive to me personally, is that if you hold this visa, you will not actually be taxed on any of the income that you have earned outside of Ecuador. So anything that you have earned inside of Ecuador that's flowing into Ecuador You will be taxed on, but if you have clients in let's say Canada, America, wherever, and you have your business set up there, and that money does not touch Ecuador, then you are not taxed on that money in Ecuador, which is very, very nice as a resident of Ecuador for the one or two years for however long you end up getting the digital nomad visa for. So this is a huge perk. This is a huge perk. (laughs) Let me reiterate. Um, as somebody who has left their home country as a tax resident in favor of another country's tax laws and residency Um, this is definitely something to think about if you're running your own business Um, maybe not so much if you're a remote worker because your main company is probably based in one country but if you are running your own business then this is definitely something to consider so these are some of the most affordable digital nomad visas that are currently out there as of beginning of 2023. Again, these nomad visas can change, and I'm sure they will. The prices and the requirements can also change. So I encourage you to truly, truly look up whichever country's digital nomad visa you are looking into going to first. Um, because like I said, the criteria, the prices, different things can always and are always changing. So That is definitely something important to consider throughout this whole process. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please reach out to me on Instagram at nomadneeks. I would love to hear if this episode helped you and if you are going to be starting your digital nomad journey, perhaps one of these visas sounds really intriguing to you. You want to learn more. I would love to hear that. I love to chat anything travel, anything nomad or global citizen. That is where I live. So feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at nomadneeks. Let's connect there. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Work, Wealth and Travel podcast. I am your host, Nicole, and I will see you next time on the next episode.